Just as we all thought, the Detroit Tigers take two from the New York Mets on Wednesday. Let's talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. What a ball game, plural. What a pair of ball games for your Detroit Tigers. They win twice against the New York Mets on Wednesday what a, what a fun day of baseball. What a fun day of baseball. They take two. Uh, first game was a score of 6-5. to five. Second game was a score of 8-1. to one. Game two, they beat up on Max Scherzer in, his, uh, in, in a homecoming to Detroit. Went three and a third. The Tigers were all over him. What a fun day. What a fun, fun day. The Tigers are now 12 and 17 on the season. Where do you even want to start? Like, for real, where do we even start? That was so fun. Baseball is fun. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that, but today it felt like that. Baseball is fun. Winning is fun. And game two was genuinely, I'm trying to think. That might have been the best game of the year as far as like how well they played. Game two might have been the best the team looked all season in like every facet. Starting pitching, great. Bullpen, great. Offense, spectacular. Game two was was maybe the most complete and well-rounded game of the Tiger season so far. And game one... Really only had one fault because, well, two. Joey Wentz did not look very good in his start. We'll talk about him in a second. And then the offense, what do we say all the time? I say a lot of stuff all the time. A point that we have reiterated over and over again is that this team, for whatever reason, has solid approaches through like four or five innings and then great approaches in either the bottom of the eighth to then go ahead into the top of the ninth, or if they're the visiting team, like the top of the ninth. They're always good approaches in their last set of at-bats and in the first, like, four innings. Innings five through seven or eight is usually a a complete toss-up on what you are going to get. And in game one... That point was exemplified. Really, really, really magnified. Like that, you had a really good approach, right? You had a really good approach. You were hitting homers. You were scoring a lot of runs. 
The starting pitcher's struggling. They get back in the game. You're still putting pressure on them. And then you get, what, 15 batters in a row retired. You get perfect game through the equivalent of like five innings. And then you win the ballgame. Like, it's 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 mind-boggling. But I, I it, baseball is hard. Baseball is very, very hard. I would venture to say hitting a baseball is the most difficult thing to do in sports, especially at the major league level. So I, I, I always have to remember that and remember the, that I'm the one talking about the dudes that are actually out there doing it. But it's just, it's mind boggling how consistent it is. But it was a win. And game two, whole game, fantastic. Incredible approaches at the plate. Vibes are high. Vibes are high. I'm so pumped. What a great, great day. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess we can just start with the offense just overall on the day. We don't even really need to divide it into game one, game two. We will for the pitching performances for sure. But offensively, man, for, for what? 14 of the 18 innings played today? 13 of the 18 innings today? Really, really, really solid, well-executed, productive outs, which is something this team is allergic to, usually, or at least was in for most of April. I guess maybe I shouldn't say is. We got more baseball played than we don't. But in April, this, this team was the most unclutch baseball team at the plate I'd ever seen in my entire life. And so it's nice... For two games in a row, they went four for nine on the day. Both games combined, four for nine with runners in scoring position. They only left seven men on base the entire ball game. The entire ball game. The entire day, both ball games combined, only left seven men on base. Five in one, two in the other. Four for nine with runners in scoring position, uh, two for four in one, two for five in the other. Going into these games, this team was batting like 188 or 189 with runners in scoring position. Just went out there and and hit over 400 with runners in scoring position across two games today. Very solid stuff. Also, a power stroke. Oh my goodness. Home runs for both teams, granted. Flying out of the park. Javi Baez finally, finally, finally gets his first home run of the season. Matt Vierling hits a bomb to the deep part of left center field. A tank. And the one thing we talked about with Vierling a lot, right, was um, that he had a hard time pulling the ball on the barrel. And we had just talked about him in the the April recap episode a couple of days ago um, when we were kind of just talking about, in, in general, as the entire team. We talked about how Vierling was... Wreaking havoc on the base pass was a really big plus defender and another great defensive play in this game as well. Um, and then at the plate, he was putting the ball in play a lot, but he was barreling up nothing. And he absolutely smoked a baseball for a home run in this one. Um, two multi-home run games in the same day. I, I <laughs> What's that clip? Who was that? John Wall, the Bradley Beal? I never ever. Like, that's really like... I I could not tell you the last time I saw that type of performance 
from this offense. Just and, and doubles being hit. I mean, Eric Haas we'll get to in a second. He was obviously the standout offensively. Um, but really, really sound performances top to bottom offensively. So impressive. So, so impressive. And like, I mean, I, I know like Chris Castellani, former host of this show, talked about the, the AL East thing and how this team is is beating a lot of good teams, just none of the ones in the AL East. Like this is a series win against the Mets. They now have series wins, uh, obviously, against the Mets. They have series wins against the Astros. Uh, they have a series win against the Brewers. Like, you're talking about playoff teams, perennial playoff teams, teams that are either winning their divisions now or pretty much close to guaranteed to make the playoffs. Tigers winning a lot of series against them. And I'm not trying to tell you that, like, the Tigers are going to go through and, uh, and, and, like, be a playoff team this year or anything even close to that. But it is nice to see them have the ability to beat good ball clubs. Last year was one of the worst offenses any of us have ever seen. This year, while they are still toward the bottom in a lot of offensive categories, today was a great day. Today was a great day with a lot of runs scored. 8-1 to one victory, 6-5 to five victory, clutch hitting, beautiful. We'll get more in-depth with some of it. we got to talk about Eric Haas, obviously. Then we'll talk about the pitching performances. But first, got to tell you all about our friends over at BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, I've been a big advocate for therapy very openly for a long time. I've been going myself for five or six years. And, you know, it's, it's really easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. It's really, really a great tool. I recommend therapy to so many people, really everyone I know. Uh, so if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I know I say it every day, but I cannot stress how awesome that uh, tool and feature is for BetterHelp. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Segment two here, Locked On Tigers. Thank you all for making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every single day. We will be back tomorrow, potentially recapping a sweep, question mark. Not going to get out of myself. I'll gladly take the series victory, but that's what we're going to be talking about on tomorrow's show. Uh, what a, what a, man, I'm going to say this a million times this episode. What a great day. What a great, great day. It just, some days you just need, you know, and the team had been scuffling and the offense was frustrating and whatnot. And just to have a, a day where the offense was flowing and, and you know, hitting off a, a first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher and uh, just really like a comfortable victory against a team that's much better than you just feels great. It feels great. 
Eric Haas, man, have a day, kid. What a day for Eric Haas. Uh, five RBIs in game one, a home run in each of the two ball games. Uh, look, so April Eric Haas is a thing. Like, I, I don't know if he's ever talked about it, but like, if you look at his career splits, his OPS in April is like 560. Now, the thing is, his OPS, OPS in May is also like 560 or 580. And then June, July, it's like 880 and 900 or whatever. Like, he just absolutely crushes in uh, in the warm months of the summer up here. So I would like to think that this is hopefully a sign that maybe we April Haas in the review mirror, we're skipping May Haas and we're going straight to June, baby. How about that? That sounds good to me, but... We literally just talked about this two days ago. We talked about this on, what was that, Tuesday's show uh, when we did the April recap. This team, desperate. I mean, we've said it a million times this season. Like, you either need clutch hitting or you need pow- a power stroke. This team's had neither for pretty much the entire first month of the season. In both games today, they had both. And that was nice to see. But wh- if you're looking at specific players where – you are going to rely on power on this team, okay? You're going to look at – Eric Haas is going to be one of the first dudes you look at. You're going to look at Javi. He homered today finally. Great to see. Crushed that baseball, by the way. That was an absolute rocket. Um, Eric Haas, obviously, you're going you're, you're gonna to turn to him. And then, like, I guess Spencer Torkelson is in that conversation. And then now, Kerry Carpenter is too, but he's hurt currently. So, like – if you're talking about the players you for the team with the worst slugging percentage in baseball, like your Detroit Tigers, where are you going to find power the rest of the season? Cause it's, it doesn't grow on trees. You're not going to bring in anybody that's going to do that in the middle of May. Where are you going to find that power stroke? Eric Haas certainly brought it today. Absolutely fantastic. And on top of that, he also brought one of the most clutch hits of the entire season. The uh, the two RBI single in the eighth there. Tigers down four to five, end up winning six to five because of it. So WPA is like a really fun stat. It doesn't really evaluate talent all that much, I guess, over the course of like game to game. I guess if you look at somebody's WPA over a course of a season, maybe it does, um, or it, it probably does. Uh, but it, it's kind of a, a weird stat to look at. Anyway, so it's, it's wins probably, pr- probably wins probability added so it's telling you in a specific at bat like as simple as an at bat an entire outing etc how much did this player add to their team's win probability eric haas the mets were obviously favored to win they were they were the the win expectancy was significantly in the mets favor when eric haas was at the plate there in the bottom of the eighth oh with two men on and that double had Eric led Eric Haas to a plus 70.8 wins probability added between his, his three run homer in the, in, in the first inning of that game. And then obviously that five ribbies for Haas on the day raised single-handedly raised the Tigers win probability by almost 71% by himself. Just an absolute put the team on my back, him performance, um, he was fantastic. And again, homered it right early on ish in the game, uh, in game two. So like 
really, 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 if you want the power stroke to come, we're, we're looking at you, Eric Haas, and it was great to see that today. Um, pitching, let, let's get to the pitching side of things. Joey Wentz obviously starts game one, did not look great. Uh, honestly, I just don't think he really had a feel for anything. Like, none of his stuff was moving. I, like, I, I've, even in his bad starts this year, I've defended him and been like, yo, like, this guy's stuff is really good. I feel like if he just doesn't let start snowball, if he can get more consistent, uh, even when staring in the face of, like, runners in scoring position, that he could turn into a pretty decent pitcher. But today... Just like not a lot of movement. And he ended up just relying on the fastball. Like that's what people do, right? If you don't have movement on your stuff, you're just going to try to well place a four-seam fastball well. You're just going to try to command the fastball and hope for the best. That's kind of what he had to do in this one. I, I the, the cutter just didn't seem to have as much movement as uh, as I was used to. The changeup, he didn't throw very much. And when he did, it wasn't a fantastic pitch. Just Just didn't have the stuff today. Uh, and ended up giving up five runs. Not too – like, he's not going anywhere. Again, we had the same conversation with Turnbull. Who are you replacing him with? No, there is no one. There's no one in line there. There's no one knocking on the door. Uh, so, barring injury, like, he, he's not he's not going anywhere. And I'm okay with that. I, I, I want to see this Joey Wentz thing through. He was really, really good in the in September of last season. And he has had a couple of really good starts this season as well. Um, I'm not going to – his last two have obviously not been good, but I'm not throwing away, like, my opinion of Joey Wentz off of two starts in April and, and early May. So we'll see what happens. But th- I'm not going to try to convince you that this was a good outing because it absolutely wasn't. Um, I, I guess we can kind of just do both starting pitchers. Michael Lorenzen gets game two. Easily his best start as a Detroit Tiger. Lowers his ERA from – it was like seven-something, and now it's just over five. Like, that'll do it. Seven innings of one-run ball. Uh, only had six swings and misses, I guess. Only six whiffs, uh, I guess. I know that it was only six. Um, and, you know, it was it was a really interesting start because he he obviously – he only had one strikeout and six whiffs. Like, that. that's not a very big, like, dominating swing and miss performance. He had more walks than Ks in the game. Uh, but kept runners off the base paths and gave up, despite giving up, a lot of leadoff – base runners was able to get double plays tightrope his way out of danger and not and really limit damage and the way he did that was for me I think he was playing to the park there was uh, we can call it what it is man like there was a lot a lot of loud outs there was a lot of deep fly ball outs in this ball game a lot of a lot of 10 15 20 feet away from a home run fly outs for Michael Lorenzen in this ball game but You play in Comerica Park, even with the outfields in, still one of the biggest parks in baseball. So uh, use it to your advantage. And we talked about that on the April week recap show as well, right? Like we talked about that. We talked about how this team gets a lot of fly ball outs and they don't give up a lot of line drives. They don't give up a ton of super hard contact, but they definitely play to their park and, and try to utilize fly ball outs and have been doing it pretty successfully so far this season. And Mike Lorenzen played into that pretty darn well. I didn't think the stuff was awful, just didn't have swing and miss stuff. And, and uh, you know, was trying to pound the strike zone. Uh, really went four-seam fastball heavy in this one, but the slider was the best pitch. Uh, and, and actually, despite not getting a lot of swings and misses, did have quite a few called strikes. And I think that that's the sign of good pitch calling 
and uh, and good pitch mixing as well. So I uh, was really, really pleased with what he did. Again, like a, a lot of loud, loud outs. I can't say that phrase for some reason, apparently. Uh, but like, I, I think it was somewhat intentional and uh, got called strikes when he needed to. And that was that was really really cool to see. Uh, the the slider had a forty six percent, forty five percent CSW percentage called strikes plus whiffs percentage. Um, so really really effective pitch there, mostly again due to called strikes rather than swings and misses. I don't care which one it is, as long as it's a strike, baby. That's all that matters to me. So really really good performance by him. Let's get into the bullpen because I want to give this bullpen a almost just swore boatload of credit. A ton of credit. Okay. Besides Eric Haas, probably the MVP of these games were, I guess that's not really one player. The bullpen as a whole, but really deserve a ton of credit. We'll get into why after I tell y'all about our friends over at Rocket Money. Try it free for 30 days. Just enough time to enjoy it and then completely forget about it. We've heard it a million times. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realize it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones you don't use. Uh, Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? I mean, off the top of your head, most people think it's around $80 a month, when in actuality, it's closer to $200. A lot of people are fooled by how much they're paying on subscriptions. Um, So if you don't know exactly how much that is, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps you cancel unwanted subscriptions, monitor your spending, and helps you lower bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about, and chances are you are one of them. It's just, it's it's really, really clutch is the word I use for it. I went through it a couple of weeks ago and found several, like an embarrassing amount of subscriptions that I totally forgotten about or signed up for the free trial and then started getting billed for. So uh, over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving them, the average person, up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB today. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment here, Locked On Tigers. What a day. What a fun day. This bullpen deserves so much credit. So much credit. And we've talked a lot. The bullpen's been a talking point this season because early on they were absolutely dreadful. And then the next two weeks, they were fantastic. And ever since then, right, we got two weeks and two weeks. And then ever since the the last couple of weeks, I guess, We've been in this weird limbo phase. We've been trying to figure out which one's sustainable, which one's going to stick, which players are going to stick, and what the vibe of uh, and just production of this bullpen is going to be this season. And today, for two different reasons, they, they did both jobs of a bullpen in one day just across two different games, okay? You had game two, which you had a lead, You held it. The lead got bigger. You held it. You didn't let the other team back into the game. Holding a lead is mainstream-wise, most people just think is the biggest job that a bullpen has. And that's probably true. I guess I I don't really have anything to say otherwise. Like, obviously, 
you want to win games in which you get a lead in and you want to hold leads. That is that is quite literally the point of sports is to win. So that's probably fair. But one of the most underrated and overlooked jobs of a bullpen is to keep the score where it's at when you're losing. I cannot stress enough how important that is to a Major League Baseball team. And in game one, the Tigers were losing. Their starter had given up five runs. And guess how many runs the Mets ended that game with? Five. They went to the pen. They went to Will Vest, who was in Toledo two weeks ago and almost, again, keeps proving me wrong and still has a zero ERA on the season, almost through two full innings. Then Tyler Alexander, was that the game when he threw one pitch and got a win? And then they go to Alex Lang, who is genuinely one of the nastiest pitchers in the entire game of baseball. And I don't think he's talked about nearly enough on the national stage, probably because he plays for the Tigers. But genuine, what is his year right now? One, three. One of the filthiest pitchers in the game of baseball. And we, the only thing holding Alex Lang back so far in his major league career was consistent command. And so far, he has not gotten himself into too much trouble with uh, with walking batters, with, the, with an inability to find the strike zone, etc. Absolutely crushing it. And then again, in game two, then you have the, uh, the, I mean, Jason Foley finishes that game. I obviously am, am very loudly one of the biggest Jason Foley fans out there. Um, but Tyler Holton, a sub two ERA so far, been here two or three weeks now. Like you, you are, are just checking all the boxes today across the board. Had a, even if it wasn't both starters doing well, you had a good start. You had two great bullpen performances for different reasons. You had clutch hitting. You had extra base hits. You had a home run stroke. You had you had a power swing. You had good approaches when you have 12 hits and 14 base runners in game two. Took Max Scherzer out of the game through three and a third. The only downside to today, not even downside, the only knocks on today were Innings, whatever that was, five through seven, four through seven of game one offensively, and then Joey Wentz. Besides that, nearly flawless. Actually, that's not true. Defense. Holy cow, I can't believe I almost forgot this. I almost, I, I don't even know. I, I The defense in game one, it's just so funny. That's just how baseball and how the universe works. Like, I come on the air and I talk about how the, the Tigers have the third best team outs above average in all of baseball. And they've been playing really good defensively this year since the, since the opening series, the Tampa series was awful. And since then I thought they've played really good defense. And then just two back-to-back awful defensive plays in the outfield in game one, you have Riley green, just not getting the, the glove down ground ball in the outfield, just fl- rolls right past them. Then you have Andy Abanez in left field. Didn't even know that was going to be an option this season, but apparently it was. Just completely airmails the cutoff man, bounces off Jake Rogers, rolls away, scores a run. Infuriating. I was so angry. And then on top of that, again, you went through like a drought offensively. I was furious. And then Eric Haas turned into Superman. And from then on out, pretty much the rest of the evening, I was a happy camper. So 
Those were the, the three knocks on today. Outfield defense in game one. Offense for three of nine innings in game one. And the starting pitcher in game one. Oh, wow, I guess they're all in game one. Ga- again, game two might have been the game of the, the performance, I should say, of the year. I don't know about game of the year. It wasn't like a close back and forth, like fun baseball game uh, for anybody who wasn't a Tigers fan. But um, I, I, as far as just all around, I mean, dominant. They won eight to one. Like that, that was a dominant performance in every facet of the game. And now you've guaranteed a series win against a, a team that going into it, a, a lot of people were saying, if we take one, I'm happy. And you're setting yourself up where it's it's against Verlander, but it's his first start of the year. I guess we can say who knows how he's going to look. I probably shouldn't say that. He's probably going to look fantastic. He's Justin Verlander in Comerica Park. But you set yourself up nicely, really, really nicely for the day game on Thursday. One o'clock start. I had a comment the other day where somebody said uh, they wished that I would say what time the next day's game started so that they didn't have to look it up because they listened to me on their way to work. I love that comment. Uh, the Tigers, let me look it up right now. I think it's a 1 p.m. I should start trying to do that more. Uh, yeah, 1.10 p.m. on Thursday. There you go. Uh, <laughs> 1.10 against Verlander. Do what you did in game two. That's just going to be like the rest of the year I could say that. It's the dog days of July. The Tigers have lost five straight. Well, if you want to turn this thing around, do what you did in game two on Wednesday, May 3rd. And that should right the ship. And that really is what it's going to be. And, and like, as far as individual performances outside of Haas offensively, I don't even really have like, a, again, we talk about it all the time, but like there are some performances that are so bad. There's no analysis. There are also some that are so good. There's no analysis. I could just go down the line. Really? Spencer Torgelson had a really nice hard hit double today. He went over, I think, in game one, but game two looked looked solid. I mean, like Javi finally with the homer. I think he went over in one of the two games. As, well, I guess not the, the game he went a homer. He had a homer in. Uh, I think he went over in game two as well. Matt Vierling, solid. Haas, obviously. Andy Abanez had a pretty good day. There you go. Starting to finally see some uh, some production out of somebody who was crushing in Toledo before getting called up. That's good. Just an awesome, awesome day. So I'm sorry if I was kind of like all over the place or if we didn't go too individual with it. But A, had two games to cover. That's more than usual for an episode. But B, everybody hit. Everybody looked good at the plate. Everybody was contributing. Like I said, even outs. Were, were positive outs, like Riley Green. Yes, it was a ground ball to the right side. Like, that's infuriating. But move the runners to second and third, and then Eric Hosk gave us a lead. And that was that was consistent. Outs were even productive. We haven't seen that at all this season. Awesome day. Awesome, awesome day. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every single day. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully recapping a sweep against the Mets. We'll see, though. Justin Verlander, heck of a pitcher. Probably going to get a nice a nice Thursday afternoon ovation at Comerica Park. 
Um, but we'll see. And, and you know, he dices up us up. The offense goes back to not being able to hit. It's against the first ballot Hall of Famer. We lose whatever, five to nothing. We won the series against the Mets. I'll take it. I'll gladly take it. All right. High vibes and high fives. Dang right, baby. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.